Hello, everybody, potheads, weed freaks, kind of curious. Uh, I hope you are uh, here to listen to Jake's part two uh, episode. Uh, part one was last week. Now it's time for part two. And if you want to hear somebody else, you can go listen to somebody else. But this is also a good one, just like all the other ones. So here we go with the rest of Jake's interview. So can you talk a little bit more in depth about really just how how your experience of the music is different? Is there a difference in how you relate to the music itself compared to the lyrics or vice versa? What's what's your experience of music like when you get high? Well, I can definitely say if I'm listening to some uh, like intense rap, I'm just like... I'm in it. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell him DMX, just like, <laughs> you know, go give it to you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm a lot more. I'm a lot more like uh, uh, in it now. I I definitely sing along more. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where if I'm like not high, I'm just like listening to music. But when I'm high, I am DMX, and the Rough Riders are with me, and I'm just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah. So it. It definitely makes it more enjoyable, I, I think. And then what about some other styles of music? So with like, uh, let's say EDM, for ex- for example, um, you know, you feel, you feel it more like in your body and it takes you back to where, you know, it takes you back to like a concert that you can remember. And it, it just brings up all those feelings and how you were like in that moment of that concert where you're with like hundreds of sweaty people and their bodies are all rubbing up against you and it's, you're getting sweat in your face and stuff, but everybody's on the same level. And it, you know, when you listen to like EDM and smoke weed, it kind of takes you back to that feeling. Mm. You're like, yeah, yeah. You just remember those, those good old days. Yep. Yep. And then if I'm listening to like 90s pop rock or like, you know, the Chili Peppers or Blink-182, it reminds – I'm pretty – I'll scream the lyrics in my car oh, at yeah. that point. I'm just like, you know, uh, singing Good Charlotte just at the top of my lungs at a stoplight. People are looking at me all funny. <laughs> Yeah, the car is the best place to uh, to sing to music, especially if you uh, maybe don't know all the words or if you're not so confident on your singing abilities, that's, the car is the place to do that. I, I'm just imagining when you're talking about DMX, I'm just imagining some some uh, very timid, shy person who doesn't, uh, who doesn't really uh, talk a lot or not very outgoing, and then they get high and they listen to DMX and they just start barking yeah. and singing along <laughs> with rap and uh, you know I'm not saying that that's what you're like necessarily but that's the image I have in my head which I think is awesome that's that's pretty accurate you know okay. and you, then it's like oh, part of the rough riders <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice um, and so uh, so movies TV shows how are those different how was what's your experience like with those when you get high so I hate watching scary movies when I'm high because I definitely seem to like remember it better. Oh, okay. Um, God, what was the movie? Um, I can't remember the exact movie, but it came out. It wasn't that long ago. And this like little girl, like she's having like an allergic reaction. She sticks her head out the window and then there's like a uh, telephone pole. Hereditary. Hereditary. That, that movie. Oh, I watched it high. And for like two weeks later, I was having the worst nightmares, man. I was just like, I was freaking out. Well, 
shit, dude. I mean, that movie is going to fuck you up no matter what. Yeah. And so then I watched it again when I wasn't high and I was like, okay, all right. Oh, and then I was like, I was like, man, this really got me really good the first time. But I think I was just so high and I was dreaming about it and everything. I was like, this, this is horrible. (laughs) So, um, but it does make a lot of things more like intense. Like if I'm watching like Bob's burgers Mm -hmm. or the office, you know, I'm, I'm laughing hysterically, like much more than not high, you know, not high is still funny, but um if you're high and watching like the office or you know parks and rec yeah. uh, my cheeks hurt after a couple episodes oh yeah uh what what do you what do you think is going on what do you think about it is it makes it makes things funnier why do you think that is and you might not have an answer i just like to ask oh, that's a that's another that's a great question i don't know if it's just like when you're not high, you don't catch up on, or you don't catch the little innuendos or the little facial um, keys or the, you know, the, I guess you could say the mood of the scene. Mm-hmm. But when you're super high, you pick up on all that stuff. It's like, it's like, oh God, Michael Michael Scott's face, you know, he's making this in, uh, expression and it just makes this super cringeworthy so then you're just like laughing and you feel like you f- you have like a deeper feeling like oh that hurts me i can only imagine how they're feeling you know <laughs> yeah like you can relate a lot more to the situation to the characters to whatever it is yep exactly exactly they become more relatable <laughs> yeah and all those shows that you mentioned uh the office parks and rec bob's burgers i mean those are just some of the best shows out there ever uh and you know they're worth watching anyway and then if you get high i mean it's just on a whole other level Oh, exactly exactly and i've watched them not high and i'm still laughing but it's just like uh when you're high you can like imagine yourself being gene you know, talking to his dad and mom and that, you know, Gene's my favorite character, probably Gene and Tina, I would say on Bob's Burgers, but you can just relate to them much more. Like, yeah, that was an awkward time for me too, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite lines, uh, one of, one of my favorite episodes, but um, one of my favorite lines from the episode is when he dresses up like his dad when puts the mustache on and (laughs) he's, they're walking down the hallway and Bob is in front of Gene. They're walking away and Gene goes, stop following me in front. (laughs) Stop following me in front. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh. Oh God, that show is amazing. All right. Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm sure we could talk about TV shows and horror movies all day, but that's not what this show is about. Um, Yeah, that's a different podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. So the next thing is uh, food. How is food different when you get high? Oh, man, I, I, I definitely fill up more you know what i mean like i definitely overeat Mm. when i'm high because i'm just like oh my god this is so good this beef and beef and bean burritos never tasted better i don't even i don't even like beans and i'm shoving this in my face right now so it's it definitely i tend to overeat when i'm super high but it's just because the food is so good and you're like so into it as to where when i'm not high i'm just like okay i'm full I don't yeah. want to eat any more of this. But when I'm high, I'm like, I got a little bit of burrito left. I could finish that. Um, so I don't know a lot about the science. Um, so maybe you know, and if you don't, that's fine too. But um, 
do you know if there's any science about cannabis speeding up your metabolism and that's partly why we want to eat more? So everybody, every, that's what people say that it's that, um, you know, it speeded up, it speeds up your metabolism, but it, I don't think there's any science behind it. I think, um, and you know, a lot of people like they're definitely doing a lot more studies on things like this, but I think it literally just is like, it tricks your metabolism to thinking you're hungry. You know, I don't know if it, it, it could speed it up. I mean, possibly I'm not, I can't be a hundred percent on that one, but I just know like if I smoke an Indica and that's the weird thing, it's like only Indicas will do it to me. You know, it puts me in the couch and I'm, I'm ha I'm like a whole bottle of Pringles deep <laughs> by the time I realize what happened. So I definitely do think there is something there. Yeah, th that's one of those things that the science just needs needs more time on to figure out what's actually happening. Because yeah, you know the, what there there's something happening with 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 the munchies with um you know people who uh, maybe have anxiety and get nauseous uh, or have nausea and you know don't want to eat and then they get high and then they do want to eat. You know what what it's I just find it so interesting that that happens and it's you know in those cases those um anxiety ridden cases i think it's very helpful obviously you know for us eating a, a full tube of pringles is probably not a very good idea but yeah. there's definitely <laughs> something happening there <laughs> there and yeah i totally agree with you um i'm just not sure what it is you know it could be a metabolism thing if that's the case you know god i wish i had more self-control not to eat when i was high you know <laughs> yeah it's tough I'd stuff. I got a, a bag of Doritos that I'm like slowly picking through and it's it takes like all my energy not to eat the whole thing. The whole thing in one seat. Yeah, yeah. Um and then uh so yes, you so you get the munchies. Um what so you said that like things taste better. Um that's the physical side. Do you feel that your experience of the food mentally, emotionally, spiritually, do you think that's different at all? Or is it just, hey, this food tastes good and I want to eat it all? Oh, I definitely think it's, there's a lot more like, you turn into almost like Ratat that movie Ratatouille. Yeah. Where he, he's like putting the, like the cheese in his mouth and he's putting something else in his mouth and uh, he's like, and then this tastes like that and this tastes like that. You definitely get mm. a lot more. You definitely feel more fulfilled when you eat. Definitely. I don't know. That's like, that is such a weird question to think about. I've never thought about that before. All right. Well, now you'll start to think about that and you can email me once you've thought about it and <laughs> tell me what you think. Yeah. Now we're going to have to have a follow-up episode about, we may just have to eat and then talk about right. get high and then eat and then talk about how we're feeling. <laughs> yeah. And I think you it, when you mentioned Ratatouille, you're talking about that scene where he, he eats something and then you see this like visualization um, and he's describing the flavors and how it feels. That's what you're talking yep, about, the right? Color the, it's like a color explosion of one flavor and then another color explosion of the other flavor. Yeah, that's, that's how I picture it in my head. <laughs> yeah, I... To be honest, I actually think about that often. Maybe not in like super detailed, but yes, I that thought, that specific scene from that movie has come up 
multiple times when I eat food. So yeah, I totally know what you're talking about that. It takes up real tea in your mind for sure. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so another thing that I like to ask about, and I have to say that this is a personal subject, so feel free to pass. Um, sex. What is sex like when you get high? So it's definitely more intense and more passionate. Mm. Um, but sometimes I get so high that I'm just like, can we, can we not like, can we, can I get some, can I drink, can I drink some water first? Like, I know you're in the mood right now. I will be in the mood in like five minutes when I am not as high. Like I'm I'm too high right now. Mm -hmm. Give me like five minutes, drink some water, get a Gatorade, and then let's circle back to this exact feeling and get it on. (laughs) Just hold on a second. So hold on. Yeah. Like, give me, give me like, give me like five minutes. Just, Just five. So it's more intense. Um, are there any other details that you want to go into on on that or is that is that a pretty good description it's just it's i definitely you know it's definitely it's hot it's heavy it's it's definitely a lot more passion you know and you're definitely connecting um on a different level and like i said it's definitely a lot there's a lot of passion Mm -hmm. a lot of passion going on yeah, and that can, that can describe both the physical and the mental or emotional side of things. Yeah, I, it's definitely better. Definitely, weed definitely improves it. <laughs> that is the important uh, part of that. It's better. Uh, let's see. So, um, so you you like to take naps. Uh, we talked about CBN and how that helps with sleep. In general, do you think? Uh, how do you think cannabis affects your sleep? I feel like it's a deeper sleep, you know, where if I, if I smoke before bed or, you know, take some edibles before bed or take, you know, some tincture before bed or whatever the case is, you know, I feel I'm in a deeper slumber, you know, where I'm not going to wake up as much and I'm not going to wake up at, you know, five o'clock every morning where, you know, where as if I'm not high, you know, I'm, I'm more of a light sleeper, you know, if Haley moves, I'm like, Oh, what's going on? What's going on? Mm. Or if I, you know, hear a bump in the night, I'm just like, Oh, 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 something's out there, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, as where I'm high, I'm just like, yeah. And I'm, I just sleep right through it. I right. can sleep through a tornado, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you don't ever have to do that. Yes, please. Right. And then how do you think your dreams are affected by cannabis, if at all? I definitely, I seem to have a lot more dreams uh, when I'm, when I go to sleep high, like, and I can also, I can remember them a little better when I'm high. Um, When I'm not high, you know, it's just like I close my eyes and I open, I'm like, oh, six o'clock in the morning. All right, here we go. Mm. But I feel like I can catch the last part of my dream and remember that last part much better when, you know, smoking weed before bed. Okay. Yeah. Dreams are so weird in that way that, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't dream. But then does that just mean that you are not, you don't just, you don't remember them when you wake up, you have no memory of them. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's hard to know if cannabis is affecting the dreams or are they just affecting the sleep which then therefore will affect your experience of the dreams. It's hard to know exactly what's going on there. Exactly. And I think the, the closest we can get without, you know, being strapped to like, uh, 
a medical, you know, chair or having all these prods on your head and stuff like that is probably like I heard eye watches. I don't have an eye watch, mm. but um I heard eye watches like can track your your uh, sleep cycle and everything like that. So I always wonder if like okay, if someone gets super blazed and tries to go to sleep and if they do have dreams or you know some type of activity, like will your watch catch that? So, I uh, you know if if I had an iPhone, I would definitely have an iWatch, and I'd probably be testing that out quite often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those wearable devices now that will track your sleep, and you know, I'm sure that they 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 do different things. Um, I think the the Apple watches definitely check like it's like how restless are you you know which i think Mm -hmm. it it more checks on like how much are you moving around or are you just lying still um obviously it's going to check your pulse as well uh, but i'm sure some of them are actually pretty advanced to 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 figure out like more information than that than just that yeah that's kind of a that'll be a good thing to experiment with of you know this is my sleep when i'm anybody go ahead uh, I was just about to say, if anybody has an iWatch, let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I actually do have an Apple Watch, but I always, in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping, I'm charging it up for the next day. So I've never experimented with anything like that. But now you're making me think, maybe, yeah. I, should, <laughs> maybe I should track my sleep. Now, you gotta, now you're going to try it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, all right. So um, how this is, this is very much... Um, depends on your your personal situation but do you think cannabis has affected your spirituality at all or your religion or whatever you identify whatever you believe if anything uh how has cannabis affected that so you know growing up it was definitely very uh very religious household you know church every sunday youth group on wednesdays um you know Uh, vacation Bible school, you know, the whole Mm. nine yards, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, definitely very involved in the church and everything like that. Um, And, you know, cannabis is definitely, I've definitely eased back, you know, I can definitely say I've, I don't think I'm as uptight um, in my own, I guess, religious views, you could say, you know, I'm definitely, I feel like I'm a lot more accepting and a lot more open, open to where, you know, a lot of the people that I still know and uh, a lot of my family are still very like closed minded. Mm-hmm. And I do think that can- cannabis has helped open my eyes and uh, definitely made me, I think it's just made me a better person overall. Cause I can, I definitely see like how I was thinking before and I was like, yeah, now I see that that's fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I think that's a common thing just with age in general. But yeah, I think when you add cannabis to the mixture, uh, people tend to get away from religion a bit more. Um, and so I, I guess the other the other side of that is what what do you um, or how do you view spirituality? What do you believe? And then do you if you believe anything? And then do you think that cannabis has an effect on that? Oh. That's another hard one. It's, you know, I, I would definitely like to think that something happens after we die, but yeah, I don't think we'll ever know. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's times that I think I'm like, oh, you know, heaven, that would be a sick place if they had weed. Right. Like, do they, do they have weed? Can't sign me up, you know? <laughs> yeah. But 
kind of in general, you know, I think you should just, you know, be a good person, you know, look out for your, look out for your neighbors and, you know, don't hate, you know, I think that those are the, the core beliefs in any religion. And, you know, to me, it's crazy when you hear like, for an example, you know, um, Donald Trump. Okay. <clears throat> you know, the big, the big T, the big T man. Okay. Like I see a lot of, a lot of religious people that I still know, like support him, back him and, you know, think he should be the president. Okay. And I'm just like, okay, but you like, he says like, you're, you're thinking that he, like God has sent this man to, to be our president where like that guy's, he's not a very good person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't think he's ever read the Bible. <laughs> so I, I like I grew up in a very loving, you know, religion to where it's like, you know, love your neighbor, da, 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 da. But then it's like, all right, well, has this changed? Has something changed while I was gone? Like I didn't, I missed the part where it's like, Oh, love your white neighbor. You know, don't love your African-American neighbor or anything like that. It's like, all right, I'm pretty sure it says you got to love everybody, you know? So I, to me, I'm, that's how I kind of look at it. I think a lot of people are rely too much on religion. I, I think they rely on it as a crutch, but mm -hmm. you know, I think that if you're a good person and you don't have hate in your heart, you know, I think you're going to be much better off. Yes, I completely agree. I also think that he has never read the Bible. Not that that necessarily means something, but when, you, when you're when you sort of touting yourself as this uh, person of this group of people, you, maybe you should know what you're talking about, and he clearly doesn't. It, well, ex exactly, exactly, you know. And I always think of the, the, the photo op he did when he was in front of the church and yeah. he's holding the Bible upside down. Right. Like, I, I literally laugh every time I see that picture. I'm just like... And this, this is your Messiah. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. There were so many things wrong about that one little situation. There were so many problems with that. Big problems and little problems. Exactly. Um, okay. <laughs> well, enough about that. Um, so given your your job as, the, oh, you said, general manager of a dispensary? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just like, I think, you know, there's two owners and then there's me and then, you know, there's managers underneath me. Okay. So given that role, do you consider yourself these days to be a pot nerd or a connoisseur of some kind? A hundred percent. There's people like my bud tenders now. Um, we want, for example, there was a... Um, a glass nail and a dome sitting in our display case at work. And they're like, what is this? And I'm like, it's, it's a nail for dabbing. And they're like, what, how do you do this? And I'm like, are you guys serious? You don't know, you don't know how to use the glass nail. And so I, <laughs> I did a whole little demonstration and I was like, all right, well, you know, you put this glass piece in here, you heat this up, you throw your dome on top and then you throw your wax, you, put it you touch the wax to the hot nail and they're like what i've never seen that before do what and you know i think one person one of the bud tenders was a little older than me and the other one was quite a bit younger and i was just like yep that's how you do this <laughs> <laughs> so i i definitely felt a little a little nerdy showing them that and i was just like this is i thought this was common knowledge <laughs> right right uh, obviously that is not the case 
Um, and then well, like with the science of how they create the concentrates and the wax and those types of things, and then also just the science of uh, how cannabis affects your body, do you feel like you know a lot about that and you nerd out on stuff like that? I definitely feel like I know a lot more. Mm-hmm. I definitely think there is an abundance of more information out there. Because, um, I mean, <laughs> back in the day, there used to be this thing uh, among bud tenders. It was like, we used to say like, oh, this is a one-to-one tincture with THC and CBD. And everybody, all the bud tenders were like, oh, yeah, you need THC to activate the CBD. And then <laughs> that's what that's what you'd tell everybody. You know, to get them to buy the one-to-one ratio, mm. uh, THC, CBD. And then come to find out, you don't need THC to activate the CBD. And so then we started telling everybody that. And then people are like, well, you just told me this a little while ago. And I was like, well, we were wrong. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like there's more science to prove that you don't need the THC to activate the CBD. But when the information becomes available, uh, it's like, man, we really used to like say anything just to sell this THC CBD product. Now that there's science behind it, we can feel more confident in educating the consumers. Yeah. The science has changed so much. Like we were saying before, just in the last few years. Uh, yeah. We just know a lot more. Um, and there's always new stuff to learn. It's so crazy. Oh, exactly. And you know, if, it's because if you don't keep up on it, it's like you miss out on something. Then you're just like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I totally knew that stuff. Um, so when you you were, you know, 19, 20 years old when you started this, uh, how, I don't know how old you are now. But do you think that over the years, your view of the world or yourself has changed at all, specifically since you started smoking pot and because of that? Um, so yeah, now I'm, now I'm 29. Um, and I definitely think my view of the world has changed and, you know, a view of myself has changed. I definitely think that, you know, with, with, uh, cannabis that, you know, I stopped kind of caring what people thought about me and more like, just cared about being happy. You know what I mean? Mm. So that, you know, was a huge relief to me. And, you know, I definitely become more open-minded because of cannabis as well. That's really good. I love hearing stuff like that. Um, Do you think, you know, there might not be a lot of it, um, but you know, when you're at work, you're sober all day. Do you think that cannabis, that the experience of being high has affected your sober life? Are you able to take some of those lessons or that that feeling into your sober life at all? Oh, definitely. Definitely, yeah. And I'm it's it's so funny the way that that works. It's just like, okay, well, I'm you know, it, you just feel like all is well even though you haven't smoked cannabis, I definitely think and it may just be because it's still in your system from where you have smoked, but you know, it's still it's definitely a different sober feeling. You know what I mean? You're just, you're more, it's weird, but you feel more conscious Hmm. if that makes sense. So you feel more conscious when you're sober because you sort of know what it's like to be high. Exactly. I, I, that makes, I don't know if that makes sense 
or not. It's very, it's a very weird, like, I definitely want to be high. Right. But when I'm sober, I feel like the marijuana has opened my mind to different suggestions, different ways of thinking. And then I think about it more when I'm sober and I'm just like, you know what? That's totally right. Like I should be, I should think that. Mm. Yeah, I like that. And I, it does make sense to me. So, do you know, do you feel like um, given that feeling and having more experience with that throughout your life going forward from here, what do you think your future with cannabis will be like? I definitely think I'm going to be smoking it or ingesting it some way until I'm very old. Mm -hmm. I definitely know cannabis is going to be in my life forever. You know, I wouldn't live in a place that I couldn't get legal cannabis or anything like that. You know, as far as the future goes, you know, I'm not a hundred percent what that holds. I'd, I know what I want it to hold. You know, I would, I'd like to be, you know, on the same level as like a burner and his cookies brand and stuff like that. I'd love to be on that same level, but honestly, you know, if my future is, you know, being debt free, being able to smoke weed with, you know, my future wife and our animals, then, you know, I think, I think that's going to be the best future for me, you know, and then whatever, whatever else happens after that, that's only a bonus. Yeah, that's a a very nice, good life. And I, I really hope that you get that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, at this at this point, it looks like that's where it's going. So that's good. Exactly. At this rate, I'm doing pretty well so far. So <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I like to ask this question because I just like the um, the, uh, this next question because I like uh, hearing different people's uh, reactions to it. Sort of. Um, so if you were to put a percentage on this, how much do you think pot is a part of your life? A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, you know, like we talked about, it's, you know, it's part of my job. Um, it's a part of my free time. You know, my brain is always thinking about pot and I just enjoy it enough to to think about it all the time, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, saying it's 100%, that's that's a that's a, obviously the the biggest number that you could choose. Um, it's it sounds like then it's a, a pretty big part of your identity. Exactly. It, you know, and I, I've, I've, oh my God. Well, my last name is Stone. All through, <laughs> all through high school, my nickname was Stoner and I didn't smoke weed oh, man. one bit in high school. So now it's like, I always use the jokes like, oh, I grew into my nickname. It was like a little cannabis pun. And it, you know, it's kind of like a dad joke that I've used many, many times. I think it's always going to be a part of my life and, and I'm totally like, that's kind of what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, my life has shifted because of cannabis. Like, um, you know, I was going to school for criminal justice and I was going to actually be a cop. I always wanted to be a cop for some reason when I was a kid, you know, I was watching like lethal weapon mm. and, you know, rush hour. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. But then I was like, wow, cops kind of suck. <laughs> and i realized that when i was smoking weed so i was like i don't want to be a cop anymore <laughs> yeah i want my life so, to be weed and now i can actually do that legally exactly and i always thought i want to be a cop because i wanted to help people but i think 
I have found a way to help people that involves less violence. So um, I think that's another reason why I've, you know, attached to cannabis so much is because, um, you know, I'm still helping people, but in a much, a much better way, I think. Okay, so let's dig into that just a little bit. We don't need to go too far, but why or how do you think that this helps people? Man, it for me when the reason I, you know, first started smoking was recreational and then it was more like you know, I I was using it more for like anti-antidepressant like an anti-anxiety. You know, that's how it's kind of helped me the most is definitely the anti-anxiety, you know, depression, not so much anymore, but I'm, I was, I always felt like anxious and I didn't know if there was like anything I could do about it. And I was like, shit, this is just going to be my life. I'm just going to be an anxious train wreck my entire life. And then you're smoking weed. It's like, okay, it calmed my nerves. I'm not so uptight and everything like that. And that's how I found relief. But then just working in the industry, you see that um, people with cancer, they're coming in. People with uh, restless leg syndrome, they're coming in. And they're all finding relief from this one thing that is is ba- is allegedly bad for you, okay? Mm-hmm. And these people are finding comfort and relief. And that, to me, it's like, okay, well, it can't be bad if it's helping these people that are dying find relief and stuff like that. And people who can't sleep, you know, it's helping these people sleep for the first time. It's like, you know, to me, it's, that's how it's helping people. And it could be in, you could use cannabis for any, any ailment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, I definitely see cannabis in like a whole different light than when I first started. That's awesome. Can you think of any specific uh, uh, times that uh, somebody has come into this to the dispensary and ha- have they described how it has helped them? We had a bud tender named, uh, I think his name was Casey, and his mom was just diagnosed with cancer. And his mom never really touched cannabis or anything like that. I think he was just 21 and just started bud tending he was kind of new to it as well um but i'd always hook his mom up with like rso which is like rick simpson oil she came into the dispensary after like the third or fourth time he'd buy it for her then go you know bring it to her and stuff like that um she came in and she's like in tears just like crying i'm like "Are, are you okay and she's like Honestly, like you helping me out, giving, you know, this product uh, to my son to buy at like a super cheap price has made a huge difference. Like she's not in as much pain. She's eating and it's making her um, chemotherapy treatment less harsh. So I think that was definitely and that was about three, four years ago that that happened. And so that was a huge impact on me. And I was just like, oh, shit. And like other people are like the other bud tenders were crying and the mom's like, can I give you a hug? And I was like, yes. So I didn't, 
I think at that point I, I started looking at it more like medicinal instead of just recreational. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that it just keeps on coming back to that. I mean, no matter who it is, whoever I talk to, there's always something in there medical, either physical or mental, emotional. It's, it's always in there. Um, yeah, that was really awesome to hear that story. Um, if you were to quit smoking pot today, how do you think that that would change your life? I definitely think I'd be skinnier. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, less, um, less Pringles. Yeah, definitely less Pringles, less Doritos and everything. Um, I think that I would, I would probably be, um, a lot more anxious, a lot mm. more. I'd be definitely a lot more stressed. Um, you know, I definitely, I would feel like probably my parents did, you know, when they were my age, you know, not knowing what was going to happen and, you know, worrying about what was going to happen where now it's just like, you know, whatever happens happens and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be okay. You know, so I definitely think that marijuana gives me that approach more and, you know, that's where I, I kind of feel bad for my parents. I was like, man, I wish you guys would have smoked when, you know, you were younger. You guys wouldn't have been so uptight, you know? Right, right. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you learn, you learn from your mistakes or you learn later. Um, actually, that's uh, an interesting point. Um, and I don't, I don't want to out anybody, but have your parents started to try it at all? Oh, I'm trying to get my mom to, to try it so, be- so hard. My dad, he'll never try it. Yeah. My dad will, <laughs> he'll never he'll never try it but you know that's he had a rough childhood so like he's against anything fun like alcohol or cigarettes or you know marijuana or anything like that so um i i i think maybe one day i'll get my mom to try it but she is such a bubbly a bubbly person anyways like she can drink i just got her to drink a strawberita for the, one of the first times, like two years ago. And she got halfway through the can and she's just like, her face is red. She's smiling. She's just laughing her ass off at dumb stuff. So I think that, man, if we got her on cannabis, it, it would be, it'd be video worthy. We'll just say that. Oh yeah. Send that to me. If that ever happens, please. And thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> done. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to interview her as well. Oh God. If we could get her interviewed, I think, that would be amazing. I think she's, like I said, you know, she raised two boys on her own. You know, she's an extremely strong woman, you know, still very religious and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it just takes time to break her of the mold, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. When you've got, you know, decades of that one feeling that, yeah, that that's hard to break. Um, and then my last question for everybody is, what do you want to say to pot? Ah. <sighs> Man, I want to say, like, I'm sure what everybody else says is thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, thank you for opening my mind. I guess you can say thank you for helping me understand myself and to understand other people and to really change the way I was thinking before and to open my mind to new ideas and to new 
to new horizons and yeah just just thank you i mean i don't think i think i'd probably be an uptight you know asshole cop somewhere you know doing the whole like doing the whole cop and i you know and i don't think that's bad at all you know but i definitely don't think it was for me and i'm thankful that you know marijuana showed that it wasn't for me thank god for pot yeah amen (laughs) nice well on that note um i just want to thank you for your time for being a part of this uh that was a really fun interview and uh you know i hope that um you you start to be more cool with horror movies and you start to watch a lot more uh we can definitely give you some recommendations because we are a, a horror household over here uh so also thank you to everybody for listening uh i hope you're enjoying this podcast if you want to throw a few bucks my a buck few bucks my way i can't talk today um i do have a patreon uh you can email me at when i'm high doc at gmail.com i'm on instagram and twitter and facebook it's mostly at when i'm high doc i think check the show notes uh and yeah i just want to thank everybody for listening and um you know this is a very very small podcast but it's slowly finding its foothold and growing a little bit here and there uh yeah that's all i gotta say Thank you to everybody for listening. And until next time, uh, you know, th- this this episode and the next episode, uh, actually, the where you're, what you're hearing now is the second episode with Jake. And in next week's episode, you'll hear me talk to somebody else. Uh, so thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>